welcome to the Enron Podcast. This is our day one and day two coverage of E3. This is Christian Humes here with Alex Marinello. What's up, Christian? We've got Dan Ween. Hello. And of course, Tom Caswell. How's everyone doing? So we're here to go over our first two days of the E3 show. So get ready for some great games. No Pokemon in this episode. So let's get started. Alex, what was your favorite game that you've played so far? Ooh, um, hmm, it's really tough. I'm going to just think of the first game that comes to my head and say 1v1. Oh, I don't think we can actually talk about that game. Oh, thank goodness. You're sure? <laughs> yeah, I asked. Great. <laughs> I just remember we couldn't when we got the email about yeah. it. So this is a new game by Gearbox. Alex, do you want to tell everyone about the game you went undefeated in? Sure, Christian. So it's a game where you play as different classes, but um, we didn't actually see the class effects, I don't think, at the time. But you get a weapon loadout, and you're 1v1 against a different player. And then if you beat them, you stay on. And then the other people are queued up. So I played Dan, and then he lost, and then I played Christian, and then he lost, and then I played Dan again, and then he lost, and then I played Tom. No, I didn't play Tom at all, actually. I played some random guy, and he lost. It was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah, it was like an old-school arena shooter. It was like a Quake sort of a game. All right, Dan, what was your favorite game so far? I mean, so far we got to play Smash. I think it's probably my favorite of the first couple of days here. Uh, I really liked Fractured Lands, too, but it seemed like it was a little too big. So, I mean, uh, I mean, Fractured Lands, basically the game was like... <laughs> The game was, you're driving around in the car and you're trying to kill people. There was like 15 people on a giant map. And while like a lot of it looked really cool, I wish it was a little closer together. Tom? Gonna have to go with Spidey. Uh, it was the first thing I played when I got uh, straight into the expo. Um, yeah, I mean, it feels really cool for anyone. Why are you laughing? I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, so got to, got to play that. Um, it is not just a copy of Spider-Man 2 mechanics, which is what I thought it would be. Um, it feels very different, very fresh, and really interesting. There's actually some strategy to, to swinging. So I just want to clarify something for people. When Dan said Fractured Lands, it is actually a Battle Royale game focusing on your car as like the main draw to the game. And you can customize your car by finding loot. That's good to know because I thought it was a game where you break the tectonic plates of the planet. Common misconception about that demo that we played. Uh, they actually said that while we were there. Um, it was actually interesting because I did have a conversation with a couple of the devs while we were standing there, and it was about a catchphrase, a potential catchphrase for the game. And they said they had been tossing around some catchphrases, but they wanted to maybe think, maybe gear their game towards having like an amazing ending. Like in PUBG, when it ends, you're just kind of standing there. So in a game like this game, maybe something even cooler happens what okay this this brings up i think a great a great great thing for us to do here what would be the best catchphrase for the games that we have played so far at e3 give me your best catchphrase for fracture for i'll start out with uh fractured lands and then we can do something else we can or better catchphrase for fractured lands or whatever you want i don't know uh i would say uh it's a junkyard shooter Right? Is that a, or is that a slogan? What's the difference between a catchphrase? Or stay unranked. That's a catchphrase, right? Yeah. Suck it is a catchphrase. Suck it's a catchphrase. Slogan. Slogan. Slogans run. All right, so we played a game called Delicious Meal. That was one of my favorite games. I'm going to talk about it briefly here because I'll probably talk about it at the live show. 
This is a game where we each got to hold giant chopsticks, probably like seven feet long. They are completely solid wood, at least 10 pounds a piece, and we had to coordinate with one another to lift large stuffed pieces of food. Uh, as Tommy the Flake has done before, he has flaked out on podcasts, Tom is in an unprecedented move at this moment, walking away from the set to wave to someone and then get water. So let's see what he does here. Is he coming back to the show? Is he trying to, uh, is he schmoozing? Is he schmoozing? What, Dan? Well, I mean, today he's kind of, uh, he's been rocking this romper. So, I mean, I think we're going to call him Tommy One Piece, along with Tommy the Flake, a.k.a. Tommy the Cass, a.k.a. where the hell's Tom, uh, as we usually say to each other. So, uh, I mean, he's really taking a long time to get water. It's a very simple machine, like a water jug over there. He seems to be struggling with the whole cup situation where, you know, he's supposed to put the water in the cup and walk away while drinking it. He's still over there, and uh, it looks like he's pouring multiple cups for himself like a really greedy person. I also just want to reiterate that Tom is wearing a romper, a male romper, and he's got the front unzipped to the fucking sternum, and... uh, his hair is it's just a lot. Oh, now we're going to sound like assholes because Tom, know, in, an unpre- in an even more unprecedented move, has left to get us each a cup of water. <laughs> which, uh, by the way, this is a terrible plan because you are going to get water on my computer if they are on this table. Because the table, no, it will not be fine. The table moves considerably, pick up all of those glasses, have none of them on the fucking table. I don't give a shit. It's not your computer. This is staying in the episode. Alex, mm. oh, what did you think? Oh, what do you have? So we played a bunch of VR games the first day, and Chris is like, had it with the water. Um, so the, mo- the most fun I've had playing the VR games here so far was um, Fire Escape, which we, you basically stood on a Fire Escape and looked through apartment windows, kind of like in the movie Rear Window. Um, and I can let someone else talk more about that, but the game that I really liked was pretty much an escape the room kind of puzzle game in VR, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was um, it was kind of like if I was to make a VR game, I'd want to make a game like that, where I'm standing in a room trying to figure out puzzles and trying to get out of it. So, does anyone want to talk about Escape Fire Escape? Well, before Fire Escape, the, the game that you played that you were talking about yes. was more fun to watch you play because you struggled for about 15 solid minutes trying to get a key into a lock, <laughs> a single key into a single lock, and we're all just, and the, the lady was trying to help you, and you're like. I, I can't do it. I got nothing. And eventually, like, you lucked into it, I think. Yeah, but uh, Fire Escape was interesting. There was uh, they had a bunch of little side stories going on that converged to one. Uh, some sexual in nature. Surprisingly so. Like, when we saw the poster, we weren't sure what the game was going to be about. And then we, each time, like, like, Chris, I think you played it first. Chris, you played it first. And you, you got off it and you were like, you'll see why I was uncomfortable, but, you know... But, uh, I mean, it's definitely an experience. It was a weird experience, but it was a cool experience at the same time. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I d- didn't really find it that interesting. I, I, I didn't find it that interesting, but I've played a lot more different VR games, so it was a concept that I kind of seen before. I, I thought that the, the concept for VR is really, like, a good one, um, but it's something that's that's been executed. And also, there it kept discharging so a flashing sign came up that said like failing to charge like all the time so that was like obscuring my view so um i stopped 
playing it for quite a bit, and I had light leak through the thing, so the VR experience itself wasn't that great. Thank you, big time. So I also found a VR experience very enlightening. I played Creed. It is the new boxing game that's coming out. I was so fucking sweaty when I came out of that game, but there was a problem with it where the VR headset wasn't fitting right, so anytime I would take a couple of swings, the visor was lifting forward, so everything would go out of focus, and that's when, like, the opening would come up for me to hit the guy, so I would have to grab the front and pull it back in, and the guy would yell at me, he goes, swing now, swing now. I'm like, I can't fucking see anything. I don't know where you want me to swing. He goes, it's on as tight as it can go. I'm like, look, the thing, the hinge is, like, not working. I kept showing him, and he had to end of eventually correct it, but um, they give you a towel when you get out of this game to wipe your head off, and then he had to take, like, two, three alcohol wipes and, like, wipe the thing down, because when he handed it to me, it was wet, and I was like, oh, but then I smelled it, and it just reeked of rubbing alcohol. Speaking of smells, um, it doesn't actually smell as bad here as people made it out to be, and I gotta say, from a social etiquette standpoint, I said this to Dan already, I'm surprised at how cordial and how nice and how... I would give this society, like this mass gathering of society here at E3, like an A. They've done, they've done well. They've done well. I've been at mass gatherings of society, and you're like, this is terrible. What? Like concerts? You go to a concert, people are assholes. You know what it is? I just figured out what it is. No one's drunk. That's what it is. People are high. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I would say the only time I really had the smell was when we went to the merch booth. For some reason, there was a couple of guys in there who were stanking the police up. So, yeah, but otherwise, smells pretty dissipated, so it's not too terrible. Just to continue my selfishness and control over this podcast right now, we played a couple games this morning um, that I won every single one of them. So we played, uh, what was that mobile game? Wow, okay. Dan doesn't know either. Well, I guess we. Oh, there was it. Was, they were all gung ho games. It was the mobile game. There was one where you had to make the bubble. You had to make bubble gum. You had to blow a bubble. Ninjala. That was the name of the game. You had to. You blew a bubble gum bubble, and then depending on the size of the bubble, you could make a weapon out of it and then attack other people. So that was a lot of fun. I won a inflatable bat, which is cool. Um, and then we, pl- we played a mobile game, but can't remember what it, what the name of it was. What? MOBA? Oh, all right. Anyway, so... uh, We also just played Overcooked 2, which was fucking awesome. Overcooked 2 was super good. And other than Smash was probably the best game that we played as a group. It was really fun, all of us yelling at each other. I mean, like, Tom, cut the fucking meat. Like, you got to put it... Why can't I play it? You didn't cook it yet. Where are the buns? I'm trying to throw buns across the thing. Alex is doing all the plates. Dan's doing the cheese. We're all trying to coordinate. Very good game. Yeah, uh, as Chris mentioned, uh, there is now throwing. So if you played the the first Overcooked, uh, the the addition of being able to throw something to another player or throw it to an area. For example, uh, the first map we were in had two side platforms that were a higher level than the main platform in the middle. So you could throw food from the side platform, but as we learned, you could not throw from the main platform to the side platform. Um, I would say that the game is substa- substantially, seem, I think, harder, is going to be harder than the first one. Um, and, uh, but online. the, uh, what'd you say? There's online. Oh, and, that, and there's online co-op. Yep. Did you have something else to say other than that? Okay. Yeah, so online co-op and you can throw shit. Um, 
And the maps are, are a lot more, yeah, radically transformative. We played one that uh, is a hot air balloon in the air that starts as a burger restaurant, and then when it crashes, it crashes into a sushi restaurant, and it switches to sushi. So, yeah, Overcooked 2, great game. So we also went to the Bandai Namco uh, show. Mistake. It was a great, I had a great time. So uh, Jump Force looks okay. It looks pretty, it's all right. And then so, what was it? Divini- Divinity? What was it called? Uh, Divinity. Divinity Original Sin 2, which I found to be very entertaining. And these guys were being put to sleep. They were like not not having it. I was loving it. And then um, uh, Tom? Before you go on, I think that games are awesome. I just think the way that they presented it. I mean, when we're at other places, it's like, here's the game. Play it. And this was a theater presentation in a dark room with pictures of the game and then trailers, like no real gameplay demos. <laughs> yeah, but although to be fair, we watched you play Anthem the other day, <laughs> which I, I realized like it is... It looks like it's a demo for really only one or two people, but they do have a setup so that other people can come in, but everyone else that's watching it cannot... He- There's no sound for them. Oh, you could hear no, anything. so we were just watching them. screens, and we're also not even facing like the screen you're playing. We're just watching like the guy next to us and he's like every now and then he'll be like oh sometimes there's these big guys or look i can jump like this but there's no audio or anything so we're just sitting there quietly so every now and then we would just like throw each other a glance right and that's why at the end of it dan was falling asleep and the guy looked at us like when it was over like for for a reaction from us and i was like yeah it looks cool but we didn't hear anything we didn't see tom that's the other thing like it's hard to tell some of these people like even like if the game doesn't look cool it's really hard to look them in the eyes and be like your game sucks so you're just kind of polite even if it's not great and you're like oh yeah it looks cool I could, and you try to find like one good thing to compliment so you just walk away but they definitely can tell like if you just like something random they're like oh you don't like any of the stuff we actually care about so I had absolutely no idea that you couldn't hear anything in that demo. Um, I had headphones on, so I was obviously hearing the game, and I didn't know about that. But the game is actually uh, really fun to play. If you've played Destiny, um, then imagine Destiny with Iron Man suits, uh, so you can fly around. Um, but it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Anthem still, even though I don't think it's going to hit that February 22nd date. But yeah. Also, I just want to clarify that we did actually see gameplay of Bandai Namco uh, Divinity 2, and it was really cool. I don't know why they were bored. They're just heathens, jerks. It's because when he was presenting it, he was like, uh, and uh, here you can see you can attack enemies, as I know you like to do in most games. You attack enemies, and then and they just kept drowning. I also think the game was a little too smart for these fellas, a little too intellectual, a little, too, a little, uh, a little too much. At one point, the water was labeled wet. That's not true, actually. Um, it took a lot of, there was a lot of narratives. You guys weren't really paying attention. There was a bit. There's so much fucking dialogue, trees, and writing. And re- they go, there's one million words in this game, and all of them have been voiced. Right. So you guys are, you guys are really just not, you know, not up to par with, uh, with these intellectual beings that are, actually, made the game. There's another game. I, I didn't even tell you guys about this game that I played. Uh, two games that I played. And I'm going to keep it very brief because I think Patrick and I will talk about this during our live show. But we played a game called Tendar, which is a AR fish emotion game okay. uh, where you teach fish emotions. 
and then we played Merryweather. Alex, this is probably the only, this is another intellectual game you would probably thoroughly enjoy because you play as Merryweather Lewis of Lewis and Clark and you go on his trails and you follow his story and there is millions of words in that game which are also voiced. Millions and millions of boring, boring words in that game. <laughs> we also played a game called Vandals. Also, Chris didn't like it, right? Did you not like that game? Right, because it was too smart for him. It was too nope. much of a puzzle game. Nope, nope, nope. I like Go games. I played it on the PC. You guys all got to play it on the tablet. On the PC, it didn't work well. You couldn't even do the like graffiti because it had this shitty PC fucking t- trackpad. All right, well, Vandals was cool. I liked it too. I liked it too. <laughs> Okay. All right, lovebirds. Uh, you will hear more from us tomorrow on Thursday with our final E3 episode, which will be a little bit closer to a traditional episode. We won't be doing the sharing of our mics or recording it live, but we will have our live episode 119, which we are recording tonight, available Friday morning for you. And until next time, stay unranked. <laughs>